Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, March 15, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We have a lot to discuss. The market is once again making new highs in the midst of a continued meltup. Fair enough. The next thing we want to know is what is the destination? Where are they headed? That's the $64,000 question now. Let's date back and we were discussing a top coming in in the third week in February. That happened, only it wasn't the top that I was expecting. I was expecting a more prolonged corrective phase from that point in time. Has anything really changed in the big picture? That's worth discussing. And the answer is, no, it hasn't. The market still has an appointment with lower prices later in the year. However, the top that I was expecting to be the prolonged corrective phase top top wasn't necessarily the top. We've closed at a new high. So now we have to look to what else we got. Well, we know a couple of things. The market is always headed to a destination. It's our job to find the destination. Can we find the destination when the market's making new highs? The probabilities are extremely low that we can actually do that while the market's making new highs as they push into what I like to refer to as no man's land. There's no point of reference. There's no data points up there. Well, what else do we have? We have to be able to assess the situation. We have to be able to come up with a logical explanation of what they're doing. That's at least from where I sit, what happened. So I sit back, I stare at the screens, I watch, I look, I think, and I say to myself, what the hell are they trying to accomplish? Well, let's put it this way. A good coach has a game plan, but then he also has a backup plan just in case. The original plan was for the market to top the third week in February. It happened, it looked like everything was going fine, and then all of a sudden they turned around, here we are. So what's the backup plan? Well, we know something else. Time is more important than price. Since they're in no man's land, we don't really have a price. There's no way to point to a price. We can point to SPY 400, ES 4000, S&P 4000. We could point to that and say, yeah, they'll probably go there. It's magnetic. It's going to draw a price into it. But really, where are they going? And in terms of price, we can't really pinpoint anything but time is more important than price. So now, ask the same question. What else you got? I got something else. As many of you know, I use what I like to call and what is called cycles, but there are many different renditions of what cycles are, how they work, how they can be applied. Cycles work in a lot of different aspects throughout the planet, throughout our life, throughout business, throughout a lot of different things. So hence, the market has cycles. Without going into a long, drawn-out thing, the question is, what's the next cycle? What's the next logical thing that should A, draw the market in, and B, could certainly be a turning point for good reason? I'm going to give you a good one. you got to think about this in these terms. Cycles can be short-term cycles, they can be intermediate-term cycles, and they can be long-term cycles. And a long-term cycle is really in the eye of the beholder. If I said long-term cycle, why wouldn't I be talking about a 
50-year cycle or 30-year cycle or 60-year cycle or maybe it's a 100-year cycle. I could be, right? Sure. The next question comes up, well, what are the official cycles? And there is no answer. There are some certain things. There are some certain numbers that repeat from a cycle perspective. And then the market or whatever we're talking about over time creates its own cycles. Therefore, some things repeat, and that's traditionally how cycles are figured out. But some things begin to repeat at some point in time. So there's always a first time, a second time, there's the most important time, maybe it's a one time. This is where I like to say a lot of this stuff is part art, part science. Science would be, hey, this chart or markets or the business cycle or your life or whatever it is repeats on this time frame. Then things would be relatively easy, but it's not that easy. We all know that. That's not the way it works. Sometimes it works like that and sometimes it doesn't. So this time I'm going to point to something a little bit esoteric. What if I said that the market is coming into a very, very important time frame from a very, 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 very important top that was made some time ago? Well, if I said that, it would be a true statement. So I'm not making up stuff. I'm just relaying information that I pull out of the charts. What if I said X marks the spot? Now, I flipped over the chart to show you a very important top. Now here's when the top was made. It was made March 24th, the year 2000, the beginning of the dot-com bubble slash dot-bomb slash tech wreck. And let's not forget, right in the middle of that whole scenario, we were hit with the events of 9-11. That happened in 2001. Just to put that in perspective, here's a weekly chart Topping out the week ending March 24, the year 2000. Here's the double bottom that occurred, and the actual bottom at that point in time was in October 2002. And here's the chart back to today's activity or today's picture. And what we just discussed upcoming on March 24 will be exactly 21 years ago. Hence, that is the backup plan. Let's now discuss more current events. Where's the market at? Where's it going short term? What are those numbers up on the board? 392 is important. You're going to see 392 appear. Happens to be about today's low, 392.03. You're going to see that number appear inside the numbers momentarily. Here's what I'll tell you going forward. As long as the market is above 395, she's really, really good. Above 394, she's still in pretty darn good shape. Remember, our old high, we're not splitting hairs at this point in time in this type of video with pennies, but the old high registers at 394.17. So as long as they're above the old high, they can certainly come back and run some garden variety tests of the old high. They will, they have, they will continue to do so. Getting back below on a closing basis the old high, begins to have the discussion of a failed breakout. Keep in mind, this week is quadruple witching options expiration week. Four different asset classes options are expiring. Just like contract roles and futures, weird stuff can happen. Quadruple witching week, weird stuff can happen. 
when we have contract roles from one contract to another, hence March going to June in the ES, for example. It's just awareness type stuff. At this point in time, we have to say that SPY 400, give or take, is on the table. Maybe above it, maybe a lot above it. We don't know yet. However, the closer they get to these big fat round numbers, S&P 4000, it draws price in. It becomes magnetic. What about inside the numbers? We're going to run through the commentary. There's some interesting stuff in here. So those that are interested or are already active in the market during the trading day should pay close attention. We'll circle back to stocks on the move, but we have stocks on the move with what I'll call a twist today. We start out early on, zero dark 30, happy Monday. We're waking up a little bit of green as the band continues to play on. They go back and forth in the early morning hours. They do that most days. So here are the early thoughts hovering around the highs as we get the week underway. We come to the week with no preconceived notions about where the major indices are or might be later in the week. We take it one day at a time. We have an important number that carries over from last week. You'll remember 392.25 as a prize, then support once eclipsed. That's what happens to numbers. They become resistance once price gets above them and confirms above them by continuing to stay above them, they become support. Well, until and unless they start getting below and closing hourly below 392, not 392 and a quarter, 392. Here's where you need to start paying attention. The bulls are firmly in control of the game as long as they're above 392. Remember that as things go forward. And yes, now the number is 392, slightly lower than last week. Why is that? It's a secret. Of course, we'll let them go for a while to get a handle on the storyline for the morning session. Awareness is the quadruple witching options expiration. I inserted a link just in case anybody didn't know what that was. We should get some volatility this week. All we got today was a floater. It's day one of five, so we've got four more to go. Moving right along. If they pop them a little at the open, where's the first place of overhead resistance? Around 395. Okay, let's write that down, put it on a sticky note for the time being. Closing candles above 395 is bullish and can produce another leg higher. Again, remember, this is 9.20 in the morning, not 3.50 in the afternoon. Not getting through 395 will begin the discussion for a test of 392. Not getting through 395. This is early in the morning. These are the thoughts. This is the layout. This is hashtag reading the tape. So we've kind of developed already, before the day really gets underway, a range, a proposed range, 392 slash 393 on the downside, 395 on the north side, moving right along. By now, you're familiar with the fact that this is today's activity, it's a five-minute SPY chart, everything to the right of the vertical is what we're looking at. The market opens, and they don't do a whole lot for a while, a good couple of hours. They can't get up to 395, which is up in this zone over here, and they can't even get down to 393, which is over here. Remember, this is the first couple of hours in the morning, everything to the left now of the crossbar. So they couldn't even get down to 393, and they couldn't get up to 395. 
leaving us in what's called a chop shop formation. But then the market drops and you see what's going on here. The low of day happens to be 392.03. We were talking about 392. We were talking about the fact it's not any longer 392 and a quarter, but now it's 392. Blah, blah, blah. You see what happened. You know what happened. They came down to run a test of an important spot. It was a successful test. They came up three pennies short. That counts. It's a give or take. It's stated that way in the notes. And essentially, they never looked back. So by looking at the chart, we've pretty much paraphrased what happened most of the morning. Obviously, you can pause the video, and I urge you to do so. Go back to the chart to double-check the work, what was discussed here. You already know what was discussed. I showed you what was discussed first thing in the morning. We had the layout for the day before the market even opened for business. We're moving along as the morning continues to unfold. You'll see a couple of things develop. It was so slow, and we had no stocks on the move that were posted in the morning hit their numbers. So that was a little frustrating. And so I almost feel like a sense of responsibility. Like I want you guys who are inside the numbers members, I want you to find success every single day. That's the goal. So therefore, we've got nothing going in the SPY. We had nothing going with stocks on the move. And I'm looking around. I'm saying there's got to be something of interest. So I start peeling through the charts. And I start saying to myself, Something's got to be headed to a destination. Something's got to be getting close. What do we do? We come up with three potential opportunities at 10.57. Since things are extra quiet, we'll do something a little out of the ordinary. Here they are. We have U.S. Steel, letter X. We have EMN, and we have DFS. Now, I didn't put them on the sheet below, but what I did was just list them out, listed the buy prices, listed the stops, and here we go, we're off to the races. Doesn't have to be fancy, you just need the data. And so we're moving along now. After all that, they decide to move. They trade right through 393 and head toward 392, give or take, and it was obvious as it was happening if you believed 392 was still important. So, painting by the numbers, any trader that took the deal at both numbers are in the money and should think about booking profits along the way. Of course, 393 will be resistance on the way back up north. If they can get above and close candles above 393, they'll get back into float mode for a while and creep higher back toward 393.75 to 394. Just as a refresher, here's that SPY chart. They're creeping back. Here's 393.75 to 394. They pause for a little while, not too much. Here's a little bit of a test run, making a low of 393.88 in this candle. Went sideways, ate some time off the clock. Rest is history. See you later. Bye. Where did they go? 395. What was the high in this candle? 395.51. They pulled back a buck to 394.5 and then ramped them up into the end of the day. 395 was the early target. Once they ran the test of 392 and it was a successful test, what were they going to do? They're going to head back up north to do what? To run a test of the other side of the coin. You don't know that going in, but that's the way I look at things. By the way, here were stocks on the move. These were the ones that were on the board in the pre-market like they always are. Nothing hit its entry target. That's why I put three more up on the board after the open.
The first one was letter X, 22 and a quarter was the buy price. The low of day happens to be 22.19. Flip around, head back in the other direction, nice little rocket ride. Look at the high in this candle. This is just like minutes later. 23.12, 85, 87 cents in minutes caught the low of day. This was a late addition. How you doing? How about DFS, Discovery Financial, 97.68, same routine. They come in, they find stability, see you later, buy, finish out on the highs of the day, $100.72. Apples, how do you like them apples? Eastman Chemical, that was the third one, didn't hit its price objective or price target on the downside. It's a no trade. We put it in the bucket from the stocks on the move list in the morning. So now you know pretty much the entire day. What I'll do is just roll up the chart or roll up the commentary. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, see exactly what was said, double check the work on the chart. Here's the end of the day. You saw stocks on the move. You saw the late edition stocks on the move. Here inside the numbers, we always review the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is an open book environment. Everything is laid out. There are no secrets. There are no mysteries. It's a WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. What's going on over in Camp IWM? New highs. There's nothing to do. Everything we just discussed should apply to all markets across the board. We can just move it along. What about the folks down at the Transportation Department? Do we have a different discussion or the same discussion? You got it. It's the same discussion. They're pushing up to new highs. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is the dominant thing. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. Now, the folks out in Silicon Valley still have an interesting chart. They're nowhere near the all-time highs. It is very interesting. Still contained by what really is a convergence of these moving averages, the 50 and the 20. Closed above the 20, but trading into the 50, likely tomorrow if we get another big up day. But this is essentially a breakdown area right here. So we wouldn't normally expect them to blow through this area without a fight. They could trade back and forth for a while. That will essentially build some energy to maybe bust through. But is this enough time? Can they bust through from down here without really eating some time off the clock? Anything's possible. But in order to get above this breakdown candle high coming in at, we'll just call it three and a quarter. They could spike it a little bit. It's 324 and change. We'll call it 325. For them to close the day up at 325 or above is going to be a pretty tall order for the Qs. It's a different chart. It's telling us something different. Something may not develop for a week, two weeks. We don't really know. But this chart today, and we take things at face value, this chart today being materially different from the SPY, the IWM, the transports, it is materially different, and we have to take it at face value. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. What about the financials? The XLF, down 22 cents today. Not a big deal. Again, it's in a very, very strong uptrend. There's nothing wrong with this chart. The trend is your friend, yada, yada, yada. This chart isn't telling us anything material at present, so we move on. And we get to Smash Mouth. Now, Smash Mouth looks very similar to the Qs. There's something materially different from this chart and the cues as compared and contrasted to 
the spider, the IWM, the transports, all that stuff, the Dow, all that stuff. Generally speaking, when you get into a corrective phase, you have something to look back at later to learn something from. It's likely that the Qs and the SMH are going to be our current proxies that was really the shot across the bow or the flare up in the air that signaled that those two indices or those two markets or these two symbols weren't making new highs and therefore should have been a warning sign. Now, if they rally up to make new highs, that'll be totally bogus. But today, at present, it's not bogus. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True, accurate information. We're gonna pull the ripcord here. I think I gave you a lot today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.